Monday, February 18th, 2019. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City. I am here in Denver, Colorado, and we are back again this week to discuss the world of sports with a dose of common sense, which honestly, when you listen to Sports Talk Radio or you listen to just any sports media in general, you can see it is desperately needed these days. Hey, happy Monday to you. I hope that you enjoyed the weekend. I hope you enjoyed the weekend in sports. Hope you were able to get away from work for a little bit. You know, there were some very good things to keep an eye on. Hope you got to check a few things out. You know, if you'd like to contact the show, tell us your favorite part of the weekend. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosports at gmail.com or go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Doesn't have to be about your weekend. Maybe you've got a list you would like us to cover. Maybe you've got a question for the show. You know, it doesn't have to be a national story. We do get a number of questions on social media. Sometimes we use them on the show. Sometimes we don't. But send it over. We will always take the time to get you an answer. And it just might end up getting on the show. So feel free to send those in. Also, be sure you stop by tpublic.com where you can find the latest Daily Dose gear over there. It's not just t-shirts at Tee Public. They do have a number of things over there. Just search Daily Dose, scroll down until you see our logo, and there you will find t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, laptop covers, cell phone covers, a number of items over at tpublic.com for you to pick up. Make sure you stop by over there. They've got some quality gear over there. Hey, today on the show, we've got something a little bit different for you. You know, we're really parting it up here for President's Day, but never fear because we have some of the best of the Daily Dose Sports podcast for you. Today, we are flashing way back. We are going back to April of 2015 to check out what was going on at that time. We talked some NFL news as a couple of former players, they were having some pretty serious legal issues. The NBA playoffs were getting ready to start, and yes, we even have a Daily Dose Top 5 for you on this Monday, so sit back, relax, and enjoy a throwback episode of the Daily Dose. Wednesday, April 15, 2015, you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, sports writer from Denver, Colorado. Hey, you know, we release a new podcast every Wednesday, and we bring you just a little bit different of an outlook on the world of sports than you're going to get anywhere else. You can download the podcast on iTunes, you can subscribe to it, and you know, as soon as an episode comes out, it'll automatically download it to your device. You're not an iTunes person, you're not someone that, you know, does the whole Apple thing and all that. That's fine. We have another alternative for you. Go to Stitcher.com. You can also subscribe to it there. Um, And I am hearing... I am hearing about a new Android app that is coming out where you can subscribe to podcasts directly on your Android device and it will be just the same thing as like if you were on an iPod or an iPhone. Uh, keep you updated on that and if I get any news on that, I will let you know, but I'm hearing that that is coming. Um, if you do enjoy the podcast and, and our numbers are going up, please, please, please share. Uh, tell someone, you know, someone you work with, a family member, whatever it might be, let them know. If you get a chance, please go on iTunes, give us a rating, give us that five-star rating and give us a review. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything big, just something quick. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, and, and that could be it. We'll, we'll take whatever we can get. Please, please, please. Cause that just helps us get into the new and, and, and upcoming podcasts that are coming out. We've got a lot of things coming out in the world of sports right now. This week on the podcast, we are going to be looking at, you know, the NBA is finishing up its regular season tonight. We'll take a look at the playoff matchups that are coming up. And we're going to uh, give you our Daily Dose Top 5, a very uh, you know special segment, a segment that, that people just seem to enjoy every single week. Came out with something a little bit, little bit different today. You'll have to stick around and check that out. We'll have that later for you. Also, next week, 
I've got an announcement that you don't want to miss. So make sure you tune in next week for an announcement concerning the podcast that you're going to want to check out. Hey, you know, today is April 15th. It is tax day. And hopefully you have taken care of that business. Uh, if not, you still got a few hours, but you might want to go ahead and, and get started uh, with that. Uh, remember, and, and anytime you're talking about taxes, you're talking about the IRS. Remember, it's it's very similar to like when you go to the doctor. And, and recently I had to go do the yearly physical thing. And dealing with the IRS is a lot like that when you go to the doctor. My advice to you, bend over, relax. It will all be over soon. Hey, we have some big breaking news coming out today in the world of sports. And the biggest news is that former New England Patriots star Aaron Hernandez has been found guilty of first-degree murder in a late-night shooting and has been sentenced to life in prison. Um, you know, Her Hernandez is 25 years old, uh, you know, up on this trial uh, for the murder of, of Odin Lloyd, a 27-year-old landscaper. Um, and I've told you in the last few weeks, when this first came out, and this trial was first starting. I said I didn't think that the prosecution had enough evidence to put him at the site. But as we started to see, we started to see they had a little more evidence than we thought. And we started to see they had a little more evidence than the defense thought. Because pretty soon, we started to see the defense say, okay, well, initially it was that he wasn't there. Then it changed, and I think that's what did Hernandez in. It changed to, okay, well, he was there but he wasn't the guy who did it. He is going to be life in prison without parole, has no chance under Massachusetts law. Keep in mind, and I've told you this before, he still has another trial coming up for that drive-by shooting, uh, and they haven't set a date on that yet. Not that that matters. Uh, I guess he's already been found guilty on this one, but I told you, you know, in the, in the last couple weeks, this seemed like it was starting to change. This trial seemed like it was starting to switch with the advantage being with the prosecution. And then when we saw the defense kind of change their story and say, well, well, wait a second. Okay, he was there, but it wasn't actually. Well, wait a second. You were trying to spin originally that he wasn't there at all. Now, if you're changing your story about this, then I have a lot of reasons to doubt you on a number of other things. So Aaron Hernandez today found guilty. I uh, had a couple, a couple of people talking about, you know, confused about the justice system these days and, and I, and I don't understand how, I don't think there's any question that he did it. You know, the only question I have about this, honestly, the only question I have is what else did he do that we aren't aware of? We're aware of this one. We know about the next one where there was the drive by and, and it sounds like they have a little more evidence, uh, as far as witnesses on that one than this one. I just want to know what are the ones that we don't even know about. Keep an eye on this story as it, you know, kind of continues to evolve and we'll see what happens in this next trial. But he's already been found guilty, first degree murder and will serve a life in prison without parole. Uh, kind of a good news, bad news. Yes, you're going to prison for life. You won't have to play for the Raiders though. So there's the positive of that. Got a lot of things to get to. We better jump in because we've got a lot of things to get to and I don't know if we're going to have enough time to get to them all. Let's talk a little bit about the NFL. Had some NFL news come out this week uh, that was kind of interesting. A couple things. First of all, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers safety, Troy Polamalu retired last week. Where do you rank Polamalu as, as you know, safety-wise, as one of the all-time greats? Is he top five? Is he top ten? Sometimes Polamalu did things that were very, very instinctual. There were times that he reminded me a little bit of Junior Seau because it wasn't always by the book. And sometimes he got burned doing it, 
but he was so instinctual and he would go to places that you would look at and say, what is he doing? But he knew what the other team was going to run and he had such great instincts. He could find ways to make plays. Now, when I look at him, I'll, I'll put him top 10 safety. I believe he's a Hall of Famer. I, I think he was, he's one of the best to play. I struggle putting him again up in front of some of these other safeties that were out there. He's not better than Ronnie Lott. He's not better than Ken Houston. He's not better than Paul Krause. I don't know if he's better than Steve Atwater. I don't think he's better than Ed Reed. Uh, maybe after that, I can start to look at, at you know, what Paul Amalu did. Um, he played on some great teams. They won some championships. So I guess he's he's up in that ranking. And like I said, I do think he's a Hall of Famer, which is tough. And you're going to see the Hall of Fame committee kind of push back. We, you know, safeties. I don't know if we put safeties in there. Well, then then why do you even have them? But we'll see if Palomalu will get into the Hall of Fame. And, and, and you know, maybe somewhere down the road, we may have to top, talk about and rank uh, some of the top positional players uh, all time. The Oakland Raiders. Made some news this week when they signed wide receiver Michael Crabtree. Was he was with the 49ers. And Michael Crabtree, to me, is the perfect signing for the Raiders. I mean, here's a recognizable name that is no longer good and costs way too much money. One year, $3 million against the cap. Well done, Raiders. I would expect nothing less from you. Uh, hey, we had a, a, another story come out this week. Speaking of stupid. The New York Jets cornerback, Darrell Rivas, apparently he had his Instagram hacked. And by hacked, I mean he probably got drunk and started throwing up stupid things on his Instagram. And, and let me just give you a couple of quotes that he was, he was lobbing out on Instagram. Uh, Darrell Rivas, I don't know what it is when you go to New York if people just get stupid or what it is. Uh, he, some of the things that he posted on Instagram, I got a ring. I'm paid. I'm worth more than you. You know, did you go out and physically play like I did? Uh, he was, he was kind of arguing with some fans that were getting, gonna get on there. And, and some of his fans were, were telling him, uh, that he had never won anything until he hitched his wagon to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And Rivas sees it the other way around. He says, they ain't ever won one until I came. Uh, so who got a ring? Um, you know, I didn't have to go there. So basically I did Bill and Tom a favor, not the other way around. Again, let's just be clear about one thing. Darrell Rivas's Instagram did not get hacked. This is someone who got liquored up and decided they'd start, you know, throwing stupid things out there and arguing with people. What? Just own it and be like, yeah, hey, I, I got lit and, and decided I'd start yelling some things. It's like, but it, there really is something in the water out there in New York. Well, I think of Rex Ryan and some of the dumb things that he has said. Some of the players in the past that have been in New York, Keyshawn Johnson and guys like that. You get out in New York, and I, I don't know what it is. There is something out there that you just start saying stupid things. Former Rams and former Nebraska running back Lawrence Phillips is serving over 31 years in jail. Uh, he's serving in a California prison. He had beat, he had beat some women and he had gotten in an argument with some teenagers and had drove his car into the teenagers. He is serving over 31 years in a federal prison. Now, do you remember back in 1995? And, and some of you may be too young to remember this. The Nebraska Cornhuskers were getting ready to play for the national championship. And, uh, he had gotten in trouble. Lawrence Phillips had gotten in trouble for beating up his girlfriend. 
And his head coach, he had been suspended. His head coach, Tom Osborne, uh, brought him back and said, I wouldn't really say beat her. Well, no, he just drug her down flights of stairs by her hair. Call it what you will. You know, get all technical. I don't know what the, you know, layman's term is it. But uh, I'd say he probably beat her up. So he reinstated him. Phillips goes on, plays. They win the championship. He goes on and gets drafted, and he's been in trouble ever since. Now, Lawrence Phillips is the number one suspect in the killing of his cellmate in prison. His cellmate turned up dead in prison. I can't wait to see Tom Osborne say, well, I I wouldn't really call it a murder. And by the way, I think he can play in, in the season opener against BYU this next season. Granted, he's like 39 years old, but still. Tom wants it. It shall be done. Let's take a look at the NBA. You know, the the final night, like I said before, the final night of the NBA regular season is tonight. And playoff series are going to be starting already on Saturday. Um, here's what we do know. We do know in the East, it's going to be the Atlanta Hawks versus either the Pacers or Nets. And at, at the two uh, will be the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Boston Celtics. How are the Boston Celtics in the playoffs? That this is a team that at midseason traded away basically everybody. And somehow, Brad Stevens, who went there from, you know, little Butler University, has gotten them to the playoffs. And I know there are a number of people, Celtics fans, that maybe aren't thrilled with the fact that they're in the playoffs. They would rather get that high draft pick. But they've got, they've got picks for days, so it doesn't really matter. They've, they've still got a ton of picks from some of the people they've dealt. And just getting that team into the playoffs is pretty amazing. I don't want to go all coach of the year for Brad Stevens because you're scraping in in the East, but you also don't have any players. They have no players. So it's going to be Cavaliers versus Celtics. Now, here's the thing that's interesting to me, though. I know the Cavaliers are the team to beat, and I know uh, all the talking heritages are telling you that the Cavaliers are, are the greatest team since, like, Jordan's Bulls. Cavaliers and Celtics split the series this year 2-2. Two to two. I don't think the Celtics can beat them when it matters. They're too inexperienced, and, and honestly, they're not talented enough. But they split 2-2 two to two this year. Just something to keep in mind. Uh, that next seed will probably be Chicago, either either be Chicago or the Raptors against somehow the Milwaukee Bucks. And then that last one, uh, the four over there will be, again, the, the loser of tonight, Raptors or Bulls, against the Wizards. Uh, Washington Wizards seem like they are stumbling right now. And I don't know that they match up very well with either one of those teams. Now, at West, it's a little bit different. Most likely, we are going to have uh, the Warriors against the Thunder, one versus eight in the West. Now, you look at that, and you, and you might stop and say, well, hey, the Thunder can score. They can keep up with, with you know Golden State. Oklahoma City's defense is so bad, though. They can't stop anyone. They just gave up something like 113 points the other night to the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers can't score that many points in an empty gym. How did they do that against the Thunder? Warriors versus Thunder, I don't see that being very pretty. Most likely, that number two seed is going to go to the San Antonio Spurs. And they are going to get the Mavericks. Should be a a, a nice, easy cakewalk. But, do remember one thing. That last year we thought the same thing. And the Mavericks ended up giving them at least a little bit of a hard time. Maybe they can, maybe they can kind of compete. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't give them much of a chance. I don't know what's wrong down there, but ever since they got Rondo, things have been bad in Dallas. The number three seed, I believe, is going to go to the Los Angeles Clippers. And they are going to have to face, most likely, the sixth seed Memphis Grizzlies. And that is not a good matchup. Nobody wants to see the Grizzlies. And I don't care if you're the Spurs. I don't care if you're, if you're Golden State. Nobody wants to see the Grizzlies because they're going to, they can play a couple different ways. They can pound it inside. They can kind of play ugly. They can kind of play fast. They're a little bit versatile. They can do a few different things. I know their guards can't shoot, but they can, they can make you look a little bit ugly. And then I think most likely in that four or five matchup, we're going to have the Blazers against the Rockets. I think that's going to be how that all shapes up. We'll keep an eye on it and see if anything changes. Um, but I think that's how the NBA playoffs are going to stack up. Uh, a couple things that can, can still fall a few different ways, but I don't think there's any question. Um, you know, Warriors, Spurs, those are probably going to be your top two seeds. And I think, I think those are the two seeds or the, those are the two teams that have a legitimate chance to win it all. Um, I know there's a few other teams out there. Obviously the Cavaliers are out there. Uh, maybe someone like Memphis. Can you see the Clippers actually putting together a run and, and winning it all? I, I I see too many flaws with that team. I just don't know if I can see that. I don't know if I can see the Rockets doing that. James Harden has done an amazing job this year. Amazing job that Harden has done this year. I don't know if I can see him carrying a, a, a team like that all the way to a title. I, I I hate to say I think it's between three teams. I think it's the Warriors, the Spurs, and the Cavaliers. I don't know if the Cavaliers can play enough defense. We'll see. Um, a couple things to keep keep in mind. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, like I said, they're getting hot. And they're getting hot at exactly the right time. You know, just about the time you start to count them out, they somehow find a way to respond and get better. And, you know, the interesting thing about the Spurs is Tony Parker isn't playing very well for whatever reason. And I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know if age is setting in, if he just hasn't kicked it in yet. Uh, or what's going on, maybe if he has a health issue. But Tony Parker is not playing very good basketball. And somehow, the Spurs have won 11 in a row. So we can look at this, and you see some of the flaws, and you see the age. And maybe if there was an injury, the Spurs could struggle. But if there's an injury, any any team in the, in the finals could struggle. Any team in the playoffs could struggle. Uh, so they're no different than anyone else from that perspective. They have won 11 in a row. And they're, they're probably going to be playing the best basketball of any team in the NBA going into the playoffs. Uh, a couple other teams I want you to keep in mind. Golden State Warriors. And doesn't it seem like we're really, really quick to dismiss them? Yes, they, they won the regular season. But who cares? When they get in the playoffs, they're just going to get run. And if they have to play the Spurs, it's just going to be a blowout. Well, maybe. Maybe. But you know the Warriors are 66-15 and 15 this year? They are 10 games ahead of second place. 10 and a half games. Actually. 10 and a half games of the second place team. Pretty amazing. And you know, the thing that stands out to me about Golden State, as great as they are on offense, and they are absolutely so fun to watch on offense. I, I like watching them. The job that Steve Kerr has done out there with that group, letting them play, taking the restrictions off them, just, you know, kind of lets them get up and down the floor. They do a lot of different things. The one thing about them is I think they're a really, really intelligent team. I think they're an extremely smart team. You know, as good as they are offensively, you know, they're averaging almost 110 points a game, almost 110. And you might sit there and say, well, the Spurs would come in, they would shut down that transition, but they're very good in half court. 
Speaking of teams that are versatile, they're very good in the half court. They have no problem coming down, running a set, getting a good look for the for the right shooter at the right spot. And and while I don't know if they match up particularly well with San Antonio, you still have the problem of San Antonio is going to have to chase those shooters around. But here's something I want you to keep in mind when it comes to Golden State and something that you have to think about when it comes to Golden State is it's not just their offense. As good as Golden State's offense is, and they are very good, good in the half court, good in transition, they can get out and they can score a ton of points very, very quickly. You know, their defense isn't garbage. We kind of think of this team and you, and, well, yeah, you just get up and down the floor and you score and you shoot. You know, they're, they're not even allowing a hundred points a game. They're sitting about 13th, 14th right now in, in points allowed. Now, some of that I know is because they have a huge lead, but they, you also have to keep in mind they've sat their starters for, for a lot of the time too. Golden State, not, I know that we're kind of quick to dismiss them because we look at them as maybe a finesse team and, and a lot of those finesse points are going to get taken away in the playoffs. Maybe. But I do think they can execute in the half court. If they can play defense, they will have to have some big men step up and play well for them. And that's going to be the key for me with Golden State is can you get those big men to step up? Can David Lee give you some quality minutes? Can Andrew Bogut stay healthy for any length of time and give you, you know, quality inside presence? That's going to be the big difference to me. We know what you're going to get with Curry. We know what you're going to get with Thompson, uh, Draymond Green, Spates. We know what a lot of those players are going to bring. If they have an inside presence, I still think Golden State could be very, very, a very tough out in these playoffs in seven games. Can you imagine chasing that team around offensively for seven games? I don't care who you are. San Antonio included. That will not be an easy thing. That will not be easy. Look at it, the, the MVP, and there's a lot of talk about the MVP, and they vote on the MVP, I believe, uh, tomorrow. Who's your MVP vote? Who is your MVP vote? If you had to pick that one player, most valuable player, who does it go to? You giving it to Steph Curry? Best player on the best, best team? You giving it to LeBron James? Took a, a Cleveland team that, that last year they sure didn't look like this. You giving it to, uh, to James Harden and the job that he's done. We talked about him, uh, I believe it was last week and the job that he's done on, down in Houston with a number of injuries. I'm going to give you someone who, who he's not going to get it. And he's not, he's not even going to get a single vote. But the, the job that Tim Duncan has done this year with San Antonio Spurs, uh, playing, and staying healthy and playing at the top of his game. And yes, I know he's 40 years old and he's boring. And he only averages like 14 points a game. The job that he has done this year, he has actually been the anchor of that team. Not relying on the young guys. Not relying on the Kawhi Leonards. Tim Duncan has done a phenomenal job this year. And I know he's not going to get a single vote. I, I think my vote, if I had a vote, I would I would go with Harden, I suppose. He's done the, the, the most with the with the injuries that they've had. I understand the Steph Curry vote. Here's my problem with the Steph Curry vote. I'm not a guy that I, I don't like to vote most valuable player as best player, best team. Because if you have the best team, then what you do, who cares? It's not nearly as important. Now, if you're dragging a bad team, that's more impressive to me. I would probably be more apt to give it to LeBron James than I would to Steph Curry. And that's not a knock on Curry. He just has more around him. LeBron has Kyrie Irving. 
And outside of that, eh, he's got some role players and some average players. Uh, Kevin Love can't even get on the floor. So I don't want to hear about he has Kevin Love. I don't know. Kevin Love is broken now. Um, something has happened to him. I think I would probably give it uh, first to Harden and then second probably to LeBron. But Tim Duncan, the job he has done for, for the old man down there, and he has been quality every single night, stepping up when they need him to, rebounding the ball insanely well. Tim Duncan has done a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. Um, I told you about Chicago. I think Chicago is, is starting to play a little bit better. Keep an eye on them in the playoffs. Tonight is going to be very, very fun. Tonight in the NBA is basically playoff basketball. Keep an eye on those things, and we will uh, keep you up to date on the playoffs going forward. Uh, right now, we are going to jump into our Daily Dose Top 5. And, and, and I don't know if you heard this. I don't know if you saw this. Did you realize that the Milwaukee Bucks changed their logo this week? They got They, they got rid of that logo. And they had that logo, and I don't know if you remember it. It was pretty forgettable. It was kind of, it was like red and green. It didn't really match. It was like a Christmas, like a Christmas reindeer. Um, and, and it looked like the, like the cover of the Deer Hunter video game. It was just this, it was just this uh, deer standing there looking at you with the, you know, the big antlers and all that. Well, they changed that. They got rid of that. For one, they dropped all the red. The red is gone from the color scheme. And it's basically green and gold now. And I've heard they're going to incorporate some blue with that. Hmm, I guess. And then they, they brought out this deer logo. And it is a deer that basically doesn't have eyes. And the, the only way I can explain it. It is a ghost deer is what I'm telling you. What I'm saying to you is we have a ghost deer as the new Milwaukee Bucks logo. It's a scary looking logo. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it's a good looking logo. But it is a scary looking logo. And when I was looking at that, you know, I was thinking about maybe doing some bad logos. What are some of the bad logos that, you know, are, come through sports and maybe, maybe current teams now that have bad logos? There's a lot of them out there. For one, there's too many. I don't think I could do them all. So I had considered that for our Daily Dose Top 5 this weekend. And like I've told you in the past, we never know where the Daily Dose Top 5 is going to go. It just kind of has a mind of its own and it just kind of does its own thing. But the, the problem with doing the logo, is that, is that I just figured you can't see them. It's not like I can show them to you. So it kind of doesn't, it, it just doesn't sit quite as well, uh, as, as what I'd hoped. And so I, I, I kind of nixed the idea of the, of the logo thing. But we're, I, I kind of had that, you know, just that same thing in mind. And so we went just a little bit different direction. Our daily dose top five this week is the daily dose top five worst team names. Worst team names. Now, there's a lot of them out there. I won't lie to you. When I was doing this one, it was the same thing. I was going through a bunch of them saying, this doesn't make sense. This name is dumb. This doesn't even match. But I decided that the worst team names was the way that we were going to go this week. Um, You know, Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, I, I suppose there's some deer up there, right? But, you know, there are a number of, of team names that, that don't make sense. And there's a number of team names that they kind of got trendy. Do you remember back in the 90s? Back in the late 90s, there was actually this trend where the cool thing to name your team was just name it after a cat. Let's see, we've got Panthers, and we'll have the Jaguars, and uh, what else? We've got the Bobcats. We've got the, I don't know, anything we can think of. Is a cat, that's what we named it. it there was just a trend of cats. Uh, we're going to have the Tabby Cats and the Ocelots, whatever we can think of. We're going to just name everything a cat. Uh, cats were big in the late 90s. I don't know why. It was like cats and teal. If we can get cats and teal in the same thing, then we've got gold. 
But there's a number of names that don't make any sense. Let's jump into our Daily Dose top five worst team names. Number five on our list, the Utah Jazz. Now, it's bad enough that you have these plural nicknames. You have the Jazz, you have the Heat, you have the Thunder, uh, you have the Magic. And so if you are a member of that team and someone says, oh, who do you play for? You have to say, I'm a, I'm a Jazz. Oh yeah, I'm a Jazz. I, I, I play for the Jazz. I, I am a member of the Jazz organization. I'm a Jazz. It doesn't really fit. But the, the worst part of the Utah Jazz, Jazz in Utah, is there a, a place on the planet that is least likely to have Jazz than the state of Utah? I mean, it would be, and I know, I know, it, they they were originally the New Orleans Jazz. And you can sit there and say, well, the New Orleans Jazz makes sense. First off, that's a terrible name. Don't name anything the Jazz, um, just as a rule. But here's my, my thing. that If you move, you should have to come up with a new name. You don't just get to take the name. You should have to come up with your own name. Because a lot of these names are named based on where you are at. And New Orleans Jazz, while it may have at least made sense, is still a dumb name. But Jazz in Utah? You would be better off like naming it the New Orleans Tabernacle Choir. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You got to change the Utah Jazz. Now, them, you could do some some kind of a cat. I would assume there's some some sort of cats in Utah. I mean, but a, a lot of these teams, it is that it's because they move, and then when they move, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, when you look at the Lakers, show me a lake in L.A. I mean, when when they decide they're moving from Minneapolis, they should have to come up with a new name. So they look at it and they say, okay, uh, Los Angeles Smog, Here we, there we go. We even kept it plural for you. But next, the next lake you see in Los Angeles is going to be like a lake of fire and brimstone because there are no lakes in L.A. Uh, if you move, you got to change your name. Number four on our list. Same kind of thing. We had another team move. But this one might be a little bit worse. And when you hear it, you're going to say, well, who cares? Who cares? But it doesn't make any sense. Number four on our list of worst team names, the Calgary Flames. Now, again, this team moved. But that actually makes it worse because do you know where they were before? They were the Atlanta Flames. And do you know why they were named the Atlanta Flames, because Atlanta was burned to the ground during the Civil War. So they thought, oh, that'd really be clever. Why don't we name a team for our own destruction? Somewhere, I don't, I don't think, uh, like there is a, I don't know, professional soccer team over in Hiroshima called like the A-bombs. I just, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing, but that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Why would you name a team for what destroyed your own city. I'm not going to do that. That doesn't make any sense. It's insensitive. It's mean. But, as bad as that is, then this team, the Atlanta Flames, moves to Calgary and they keep the name. Here's the problem. Calgary has no flames. Calgary has nothing to do with flames. In fact, Calgary wishes they had flames because it's freezing up there. Calgary Flames, number four on our worst team names. Number three, worst team names, the Oakland Athletics. And the Oakland Athletics, doesn't make any sense, named for the athletic clubs that were around in the 19th century. But, you know, when you look at it, so you're the athletes? No. You you are athletic? No, we're the athletics. 
This might be the only team, any kind of sports name, that is named an adverb. You're not athletes. They're not the Oakland athletes. And, and, and you're not saying, well, they're, they're from Oakland. They're very athletic. They are the o- Oakland athletics. Nice job. Nice job on that one. And here's the worst part about it. If you are a fan of the Oakland athletics, then you are instantly an athletic supporter. Number two on our list of Daily Dose top five worst team names. This one's weird. The Stanford Cardinal. Not the Cardinals. The Cardinal. Uh, now, understand this. And there, uh, there's a couple different things about this name. Uh, up until 1972, they were actually, actually the Stanford Indians. They dropped that and changed it. But, you know, when they changed it to the Cardinal, doesn't it kind of sound like a drunken frat party idea? So we're going to be the Cardinals? No, no, no. We're going to be the Cardinal. No, we're going to be the Cardinals like like the birds. No, we're going to be the Cardinal like the color. Wait, so our mascot is a color? No, no, our mascot's not a color. Our mascot is a tree. I I don't know if I'm following your logic there. I thought people at Stanford were supposed to be smart. The Stanford Cardinal with a mascot of a tree. And number one on our list, Daily Dose Top 5 Worst Team Names. What else could it be but the Washington Redskins? Yes, it is racist. It is offensive. And you could not get away with this nickname with any other race of people. It would not hold up anywhere else. The only way we get away with with it here is because uh, most of these poor people have been killed off and so they don't have as much of a voice as any other race would have. But here's the one thing that I come down to. And I have a lot of people tell me, well, it, it is actually a, a source of pride for them. Of course, we, we tell them what is what is you know a source of pride for them. Um, and, and I don't care about the history. I don't care about the background. I don't care about any of that stuff. If you can't say this name to their face, then you shouldn't be using it as a mascot. And trust me, and I know some Native Americans, I would not say this name to their face. Number one, without a doubt, Washington Redskins wins our list Daily Dose Top 5 this week. Hey, I have to say thank you all so much for listening to the Daily Dose on your Monday and for all of you that take the time to share the show with a friend, with a coworker, with a family member. Thank you so much. It is appreciated. Hey, if you're not subscribed to the Daily Dose wherever you listen, make sure you click that little subscribe or follow button so that you don't miss a single episode. I have to say thank you to GSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Monday.